the about page is one of the most important things that you actually want to spend time on your website doing because it's the place that people land and get to know about who you are, what you do, what you stand for, how you help people. You want it to capture your audience's attention and be like, that sounds like someone I could work with or someone I can trust. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Catherine. It's great to have you joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're talking about something that I've been wanting to discuss on the show for quite a long time. So it's taken me a little bit to find an expert in this because I find it crazy that it's taken me so long to find someone to talk about this because we're going to talk about a topic that absolutely every single listener on here will have to deal with, and that is about crafting their about page on their website. It's something that we all need. But before we dive into today's topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your business is and the kind of clients that you serve? Yeah, so I own a business called Creatively Owned, and I serve coaches, consultants, online experts. I really help them master their messaging so that they can stand out online, attract their right audience and sell their products and services. So I'm a conversion copywriter and messaging strategist. Love it, love it, love it. We were just having a discussion. You're on, obviously, we can tell by your accent, you're on the other side of the world to me up there in Canada. I'm down here in Australia. It's beautiful and warm here today. And you were telling me it's warm where you are. And now just share the temperature that you said it's warm. Yeah, it feels like summer to us here or somewhat summer, but it's minus one. So <laughs> I'm just like minus one. I think I've experienced that twice in my life ever. That's not what I'd put in the warm bucket. I know. But I think it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. About pages. These are the pages that all of us have on our website. And it seems like it's the page that gives people almost... A, either the most grief in writing it or B, they put it together so quickly and just go, that'll do. And I've got to say, I'm going to put my hand up and say, I'm in camp B on this particular one. So why don't you start off by explaining what the about page is actually for? Like, why do we actually craft an about page? Yeah, so the about page is one of the, I say, one of the most important things that you actually want to spend time on your website doing, because it's the place that people land and get to know about who you are, what you do, what you stand for, how you help people, a little bit about your personality. And so, you know, we spend so much time crafting beautiful emails and creating these sales pages and landing pages and all that jazz. But your about page is really a sales page in and of itself, right? Mm. And so you want to spend that time really crafting compelling about page. That's where people are going to, like I said, are going to land. They're going to read about you. Do I want to work with this person? Do I, you know, people are always checking out your website, your social media accounts. And so your about page is like your bio on Instagram, right? Mm. You want it to capture your audience's attention and be like, that sounds like someone I could work with or someone I can trust. Mm-hmm. So it really helps start to build that sort of like that no and that like factor with your mm. with your audience when they land on your page. So absolutely. So how much do we want that page to stand out and not sound vanilla? And I'm really specifically thinking like from 
what's the where's that line between I want to make sure that I'm looking professional or sounding professional and this is who I really am and I might be professional but I've got some quirks and I've got some little nuances in the way that I speak like where's that line I love that you asked that question because I think that that whole definition of being professional, especially as a consultant or a coach, we tend to kind of get fully wrapped up in wanting to be totally professional and not really showing some of those quirks. And so I always say to my audience, you want to showcase, you want to think about your audience, right? And what are some of the things that are going to be relatable to them? So there is a fine balance for sure, but it's always keeping in mind if you swear you can put swears on there if you want, knowing that those are the types of people that you're going to attract. Mm. And so I always, you want to write the way you talk. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't say words, uh, you know, you, you see people using words all the time. And it's like, do you actually talk that way? You want to use words that you would talk to, like you and I having this conversation or in a coffee shop with a friend, like really getting to know, speaking the way that you talk so that your audience gets a feel of of if they had a conversation with you or met you on the street, that's exactly how you would sound. Mm. And so there is definitely a fine balance between like how much do I share and how much don't I share. But again, it's your judge of how pro- what professionalism looks like to you and really getting clear on that for yourself. So what are your values? What, what do you stand for? Because that's really going to guide you because your level of professionalism and your level of quirkiness is going to be very different than somebody else. Mm. And so it's really grounding yourself in getting to know like who you are, what you stand for, and what is sort of your truth, and then being able to craft your message that way. But it's really starting with with that. So yeah, I think that question of am I showing up on my about page in the same way that I'd be showing up in if I was standing in front of someone? Because you know, if I take that into a different concept and say, you know, I'm sure we've all seen speakers that look like one person and sound like one person on stage, and then they leave the stage and they're completely different and straight away you're like oh I don't trust that person because it's like they're two different people so you're like well which version of this person am I meeting totally so you know it's really important for us to make sure that we're showing up in exactly the same way and you know for me I'm not someone that would that I I do swear if I'm at the I'm at the part the bar or the pub with friends I'm not I'm not completely innocent here but it's not something I would do in a professional environment And if I saw someone that had a very professional and polished looking about page and then they swore like a trooper in front of me, like that would really like, oh, I wouldn't feel good about that. Yeah. And your audience, and I love that you brought that up as well. I've written a blog about this in terms of like the authenticity and people being able to sort of like feel that and that, and they feel it at all angles of your brand, right? But that's exactly right as if that if you saw someone speaking on stage and then you went to their website or their about page and there was a disconnect that's actually doing you disservice right and so you want to portray yourself on that about page the same way you would show up and same with you like i swear at a pub or with friends or you know i can whatever but i'm not doing that with clients mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mm-hmm. You won't find you. You might see it here and there in some of my content that I put out there, but it's definitely not, you know, in my about page mm. or reflected all over my brand. So it's really getting clear about what brand you want to portray, and you get to choose that. And you're not going to be for everybody, and that's totally okay. Mm, totally. Let's talk about what we do actually include, because we've talked about okay, well, this is who I am, but that's really great. Well, this is who I am. But now what am I going to start writing? What am I going to include? 
what's too much to share, what's not enough to share, and what parts of our story or or our qualifications, all those kinds of things that we're going to be putting on this page. Yeah. So I always, I kind of break it down into, into sections. You always want to introduce yourself right off the hop, right? It's like, again, if you were to meet someone on the street or meet somebody at a conference, you know, you're going to say your name, you're going to introduce yourself. And then sort of like three sentences or less, who you are, what you stand for, similar to how I did today on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm Catherine Thompson, I own Creatively Owned. You want to introduce who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do so that that person, when they land, they know right away, yes, this person can help me or no, this person can't, right? And then you can get into, I always get into a little bit more of the fun, like where I am, where I'm located, things that I like, things that I enjoy, um, a little bit more about my personality. But, and one big thing about my brand is I'm really, really, you know, proud of the degrees in education that I've invested in, right? I also think it's a big thing if you if you have degrees or education, certifications, any kind of experience, 15 years, seven years, 12 years, you want to then include that. So your intro, something kind of really fun. And then, you know, a bit about yourself and, and you know, why, why you do this and why you they should consider you as an expert. Like, do you have education? Do you have experience? Maybe it's lived experience, right? Maybe you've owned a business for 15 years. It can, doesn't necessarily have to be a degree. And then you kind of sum it up in terms of like some type of call to action or how you can get a hold of me or where they can find you, email, that sort of thing. So you always want to give them some place to kind of go next or how they can work with you in what capacity they can work with you. So you're not kind of just leaving them hanging when they get to the bottom. They're like, well, that's great. Now what? Right? Yeah, yeah. You want to direct them. So I would. Yeah, link them somewhere to like a services page or a contact page, really important so that they have one more place to go on your website to to see how they can work with you. So Love that. Let's talk, let's go back to that, the qualifications. Yeah. Most of the people that are, are listening to this podcast have a very large, like have a real background and very varied background, a lot of people. You know, yeah. we don't, gen- most of us don't start in one place and stay there for our whole entire life. No. I'm a bit jealous of those people actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, most of us have got all these crazy things that land us to this place and, and what's beautiful about that is we bring so much experience, life experience skills to the table. However, yeah. How many of those qualifications and how much of that education and how much of that past story do we touch on? Because, you know, 20 years ago, I had many, many letters after my name because I was a, a you know, a very highly qualified teacher of classical ballet. Yeah. Doesn't really relate to what I'm talking about now. I talk about I was a dance teacher for a lot of time, but it's not something that I would include. Like, where's that line? Yeah. So I always say you want to look at it like applying for a job, right? So what is the job you're applying for? Who are the clients are you trying to attract? What relevance is, so for me, I have an undergrad in marketing and master's in communications. I help with copy messaging. So that's relevant to my audience, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact that I played competitive sports, varsity soccer, I mean, I can touch on it. Okay. Yeah. She played team sports, that sort of thing. She's got commitment, determination, all the things that come with playing sports ballet you know Mm -hmm. um but it's something that can be very very don't need to put it like dive deep into all the qualifications with your ballets Uh so what is relevant to your audience what's going to help build that know like and trust 
that trust factor is huge. So the fact that I have an undergrad or if you have an undergrad or a master's or some type of degree that's very specific to what you're teaching, coaching, consulting on, you want to share that Mm. because they're going to go, oh, that person has, you know, 15 years in corporate. They've got these degrees. They've run their own business. Like those are the things that you want to put out there if that's the audience that you want to want to attract. So always thinking about your audience and what that job resume would look like if you were to apply for a job, you wouldn't put on there, you know, that, you know, that you sold ice cream when you were five or, <laughs> yeah, I had a, you know, you started your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. I had a lemonade stand when I was six and a half years old. <laughs> yeah. You want to, what, what's specific to that job? What do you, what are the qualifications that people are going to look for in you? Mm. And don't be afraid to toot your horn. Cause I think it can be hard sometimes when, we have to kind of talk about ourselves and promote ourselves. It's it's not easy for a lot of people. And so I always say you want to add in those layers and those qualifications and the things that really are going to help build that trust with your audience because they're important for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to touch on that next. So it's, I love that you've brought that up because, you know, on the opposite side of we don't want to share all of our qualifications and make it really boring, many of us and many people have trouble actually tooting their own horn. Oh, I don't want to say that. I feel like that's a bit too much. Do you have any tips for helping people to be able to produce this content in a way that does put them in a really great light where they don't need to feel so icky and uncomfortable about it? Yeah. So I just think, you know, again, I kind of go back to grounding yourself in the success and the accomplishments and the achievements that you've achieved, right? And being sort of like proud of those, knowing that, again, the people that you're attracting are looking at those not in like, oh, look at her, she's bragging, or look at him, he's bragging, you know, it's it, it, it is them really looking at you, it, are you qualified to help me with what I need help with? Mm. So when we strip away, usually people don't necessarily like to toot their horn, because they feel like, oh, I don't want to brag, or I don't want people to think like, you know, I'm all into myself, or all of that sort of conditioning that we were brought up with, is kind of just like trying to strip that away, and just know that, it's actually one big key thing that's going to help build the trust with your potential clients. And they actually want to see that in some capacity. And maybe it's not university degrees, maybe it's years of experience or whatnot, but they actually likely need that to move forward with working with you and knowing that you have the capacity to help them. And so it really is trying to get out of your own way or out of your own head uh, and just know that that helping your audience make a decision. And when I flip it that way, it sounds way better because then I'm like, oh, I'm helping people Mm. build that trust with me. And so it's not about bragging about what I've done or where I've, you know, all the stuff that I've achieved. It's just really helping them and they don't know you. Mm. So that's the other thing is like, we know ourselves so well that it can sound braggy to us, but someone that's just fresh and doesn't know you, they have no idea where you're where you come from or what what you stand for and so it's just a way to to really help provide that that introduction to them so totally now as you were saying that I know that I've seen some websites and it comes across as as people that are wanting to share how accomplished they are and I'm normally seeing it in areas where people are extremely accomplished it's almost like they're too uncomfortable to write it themselves and they've put it in a third person yeah I personally don't like it. I think that about pages should be written in the first person, but I'm no expert in this. I'd love you to share your take on that. And I could become unstuck right now. (laughs) Yeah. 
So I always say when providing bios to people, it's great to put in third person. Mm -hmm. But when you're writing your about page, you want to personalize it. And so that third person or, you know, saying Catherine, it graduated from it just sounds very disconnected. And Mm. so you want to like, again, your about page is about creating that connection, and connection from like, not a personal, right, it's them landing on your website, they don't get to talk to you, they don't get to see you, they don't get to hear your voice, they don't any of that, right. And so when you're putting it in an I statement or I like wine or I like this or whatever you're writing about, it really helps them connect with you on a personal level. Mm. That second, like, yeah, putting it in third person just doesn't um, puts a disconnect there. For yeah. Sure. And that's certainly what I'd always thought, but it almost makes that person untouchable. And then you don't build that trust or no, no like trust factor right from the beginning where I've, I've read some fantastic about pages and you just get an instant sense for, I really want to meet this person. That was really cool to read, you know? Totally. And, and I think that, you know, they're they're really well written about page is very, very powerful. Yeah. Can we start to break down exactly what this page looks like? Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about the tone right from the beginning. You mentioned, you know, you're introducing yourself. We're putting two to three sentences about what it is we do. Where do we go from there? What's the next thing that we want to include? Yeah, so I always do sort of that intro, what you do, who you help. The next piece is sort of like a connection piece, something relatable that's going to relate with your audience. So don't put something in there that's like has no relevance, right? So thinking about your audience, who they are, what they stand for. Is there an identity? Is there a belief that they hold, right? Are they a mother? Are they a father? Like, how can you that's tied to your story. So something that's not fake in your story. So what's relatable to you that's going to be relatable to your audience that creates that instant connection. They go, Oh, I want to read a little bit more. And then you can list in terms of like, how you're, you know, why you're qualified, why you do this, right? When you identify your why, why I do them passionate about this. Now it grounds them and goes, I can get behind this, what they stand for, I can get behind who they are. And then you want to go into like why you're qualified to do this, right? So why should they listen to you? (laughs) Why should they continue to pay attention? And then how you specifically can help them. So I've seen some pages where they link to a service page or a contact page, or they just write in there. If it's very specific, you sell one product or, you know, two products or something like that. You can list like I help, I founded messaging that sells and it's a group coaching program, yada, yada, yada. So So, and then wrapping it up with like a signature or a sign off of some sort. So that's kind of how I break it down. So do you prefer to see the programs or the the products directly on that about page um, rather than just having them somewhere else? Like, do you think that we should be including them in as many places as possible or not touching on them as much? Yeah, if you're like the founder of one signature thing, you can definitely reference it in your about But if you're like this laundry list of services or products that you offer, I would not. I would just reference, here's how I can help you with Mm -hmm. and the the thing you help them with, coffee, messaging, whatever your consulting or coaching business is, and then link them to your services page. Otherwise, you tend to overwhelm people on an about page Mm -hmm. if you have this like laundry list of ways you can help them. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's what I was. All right. So we're linking our services to our service page going down to the bottom with moving on where apart from the contact us page would you 
recommend? Do we want to link to social media platforms? Do we want to link to lead magnets? What are the kinds of things that we want to reference at the bottom? Yeah, definitely. So anything that's like, you know, at the bottom of my website, like I always have my Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, like whatever you can, my social media. But if you have a freebie, definitely, or other reference points, a blog or anything like that, again, trying to keep it simple and clean, so that they're not distracted with like, okay, where do I go next? Mm. So one real clear call to action, and then you could put like a sign off and then like, you know, other resources or other, whatever your niche is, other creatives, other, you know, doctors, whatever they are, whoever that person is, resources that they also enjoy, you could put a list there. But I always try to keep it as clean as possible so that they're not wondering, okay, what do I click on next? Or where do I go? Yeah, confuse. Well, a confused buyer doesn't buy, don't do they? Totally. But a confused anyone doesn't do anything. No, <laughs> they freeze. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh, I do that when I when it comes time to cook dinner. I certainly am yeah. not going to put extra thought in when I'm on someone's website. <laughs> totally. Totally. What? How much does the design aspect affect our about page? How many images should we include? You know, how spread out? You know, is it short? Is it long? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so you can do your about page a couple different ways. I always recommend having that about page or having something about you on your home page. So when they come to that home page and they land on it, there's something there with a like a little tiny blurb about who you are, what you stand for, sort of that first paragraph, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Create that connection and then a read more. So then they can go to a read more page where mm. there's a longer bio. They want to learn more about who you are and all of that. And in terms of design, it's so important. So really making sure that you have a lovely photo of you to some capacity where they can see your face, your eyes and all of that. Again, I'm a simple or less is more type of person because I find if I am distracted on a website and there's too much going on, I bounce. I'm not sticking around. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I, for me as, so it's getting to know your buyer or your customer and what kind of works for them. And Mm -hmm. that goes into sort of like website usability and tracking how many people landed on your homepage. How long did they stay when they landed on your about page? How long did they stay? And the design of that usually plays a huge factor into that. So that's a whole nother kind of discussion where exactly, you know, in terms of like the testability of it, but make sure you have a lovely photo of yourself, something where they can see your face. It doesn't necessarily have to be professional. You can do it. I mean, the phones are great now. You can get, yeah, lovely photos from your, from your own phone, but, but something where they can see your face for sure. Mm. And is there a minimum amount of words or length or something that we should be looking at? Or is this really just whatever feels good for you? Yeah, I think it is definitely whatever feels good for you. I kind of, like I said, break it out into like three to four paragraphs as a long form, maybe five, and then one kind of chunked paragraph on the homepage that goes to a read more. I find, again, and I find my audience, they're so busy that long form stuff is five paragraphs and they're kind of kind of done with it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see you. I, I get a yeah. gist. Yep, you're okay or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So just going back to lead magnets, should we be including one on the about page or should we not? Uh, you know, again, I think that's, a, I mean, you, you definitely could. If you don't, if you want them to opt into something, like if that's your strategy and it's less about go check out my services or go, 
you know, if you want to capture that email, then that would, I would recommend that be your call to action at the end. Like this freebie can help you whatever your freebie is and put that as your call to action instead of linking to a services page where you're really not capturing that email or that audience, right? They've landed there, they could leave and you have no idea mm. who they are, or what what they're about. So if you want to capture an email, I yeah, definitely put a lead magnet of some sort or even a newsletter. If you want to learn more about what I do, you can, it could just be a monthly newsletter link as well. So, mm. so I guess this is where we really need to know our ideal customer. Yeah. You know, uh, so I would think for most, for most coaches, it would be, a really smart idea to put a lead magnet there because as we know most people don't come back to your website so we want to at least capture that information but I'd be thinking that maybe something like a social media agency you might want them to go to a services page what's your thoughts around around the um the industry or the niche yeah definitely so again kind of goes back to that strategy that audience what what you're looking to capture if it is emails to then eventually sell to them in the email definitely put a lead magnet there if you are selling products directly on your website or services right off your website then i would link to that right in in the coaching space or the clients that i typically work with they do some type of launch and so their they their programs and what they offer are not available all the time Mm -hmm. but if you're selling a service all the time and your doors are open or you're selling a product and it's always there, I always say that that entry to buy, that barrier to buy, you want to take that down as much as you can. So if there's a page where they can buy something off your website, definitely link to that. Mm, I love it. Is there anything else that we need to think about while we or need to think about or consider to create a really, really amazing about page? Yeah, so I always I kind of go back to trying to to veer away from you want it to be succinct, clear in what you do, but you also want it to stand out from all of the other mm-hmm. service providers or consultants or coaches that are out there. And so really trying to find language that isn't the same as what you hear everybody else saying. So mm. oftentimes here, you know, like build the business of your dreams or you know, it's stay away from the cliches that are in your industry because ever you're going to land there they're going to read that and they're going to go well I've just read five other bios or about pages that are all preaching the same thing and saying they can help with the same thing so thinking about how can you make what you do different and what makes you different and pack that into that about page stay away from cliches generalizations things that aren't very clear um, that are very broad scope mm. stuff like building a business of your dreams or that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's really awesome advice. What's a great example or that you've seen or a case study of someone you've worked with that has done that really well? Like in terms of a, an about page? Mm. I, I mean, there's so many copywriters out there. I'm in the midst of redesigning my website, but there are so many copywriters out there that have done, like, I just love seeing other copywriters about pages because you can tell it's they've they're capitalizing on that for sure in terms of clients that i've worked with and about pages that i've written for clients they've all yeah again they're all crushing it in terms of how they're showing themselves and showing up one in particular is they helps foundations grow so she's a she helps write grants and proposals and her she has a very different angle to how she does things and that's what we infused in that about page so in terms of how there's lots of people out there that are, you know, fundraisers or grant mm-hmm, proposal mm-hmm. writers and that sort of thing. But 
her angle and the way that she takes it is very different than what her industry does. So think about how you're different and think about, and that's how you can capitalize on infusing that difference into what you, what you do is what makes you different in the industry? How do you deliver your services or products in a different way and make sure that that's very, very clear on that about me page. Mm. Do your clients ever have trouble some trying to unpack what that difference is? How many of them have to tap into, you know, past clients or ask other people, Hey, what is it? Because I think sometimes we're so deep in our own business that we can't see it. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, you can't read the label from inside the jar. I think sometimes we're, we're just, this is what we do every day. Like to us, it's no different. And sometimes we need that third perspective. 100%. Hence why I'm in the midst of actually rebranding and redoing my entire website. Because when I launched two years ago, I had a vision of what I helped people with and what I do. And now having worked with tons of clients, I'm constantly asking them what makes me different. And it wasn't what I expected. Mm. So what they tell me now is not, you know, even what I was selling five months ago, they're like, the title of what you sell is not what we get Mm. inside your program. And exactly that when you're inside looking from inside the jar, you cannot read that label. And so asking clients, what makes you different, how they see you, because sometimes how we see ourselves is not how other people see us. Mm. And so really getting that perspective and listening to kind of what, what they're saying, or hiring somebody to help you pull some of those ideas out so that you can get them out on paper on your website, in your content. Because again, I think that that third perspective or that other perspective is, is so, so helpful. And even as a copywriter and a marketing expert, like I get help all the time with other professionals in my industry because just that outside perspective is priceless. Mm, oh, a hundred percent. Every time I'm doing something new, yeah. I always tap into my network because they always can see it straight. Oh, Sam, how did you miss that? I don't know. I can see it yeah. in everyone else, but I just, I completely oblivious in my own business. So I definitely, definitely work with a lot of experts and have a really tight inner circle that I call on. And likewise, they call on me too, because yeah, you just, it's very, very difficult, even when it's in your zone of genius to do whatever it is that you do with yourself or with your own company. It's so hard. Oh, totally. And I love that you touch on that because when I started, when I left corporate and went into opening a brick and mortar business, which I've now sold, I know marketing communications, but once I was in that brick and mortar business running it, I, it was like, I forgot everything that mm. I knew trained in. And it was like, I need help. But it's sometimes hard when it's your zone of genius ha- asking for help. Cause then it's like, if I'm asking for help, what does that mean about me? But mm. I, I hear so many marketing professionals or people professionals say the same thing, like they can help everybody else with that, but they have a hard time helping themselves sometimes. So. Absolutely. So don't be afraid at reaching out and asking for help. Totally. And, and there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing totally. wrong with you at all. In actual fact, it's the opposite. You're doing exactly the right thing. 100%. To be able to get the outcome that you need, and that is to get more people to see your message, more people to know what it is that you do so that you can help yeah. more people. And that's, that's, that's why we need to write a great about page. Now, awesome. Yes. <laughs> Catherine, I know that you've got a template on how to create copy that converts. And I know that this would be really helpful for the people listening today. Can you tell us a little bit more about what this resource is? Yeah. So it's my six step framework for crafting or creating content that converts. So it basically, it's a guide that 
it really walks you through, asks you a ton of questions about your audience. You can nail in on, like dial in on that messaging so that you can really create that content that's going to attract your audience, but also sell what it is that you're selling. And so it's a really simple guide. It, like I said, it walks you through kind of six different kind of in-depth questions to get that those ideas flowing so that you can start to really get clear on on that message, what you're selling, why you do what you do, what makes you different. And it's a, yeah, it's a great, great resource. So Awesome. So I thoroughly recommend that you do that because messaging is far out. It sits right at the top of the food chain. If you can't yeah. explain clearly what you do, then it doesn't matter how good your products are, how amazing you are at what you do. No one will know about it. So I thoroughly recommend you check that out. We will pop the link for that PDF or that free resource in the show notes and we'll also include it in our episode companion so that you can link through to that and get a copy of that resource. Catherine, it's been awesome to chat with you today about something that I don't hear many people talking about. So I really love that we were able to dive deep into this. For us to wrap this episode up in a beautiful box and put the bow on it and have it all finished, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, you know, again, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. I'm so, so honored that I had the opportunity to do this and, and talk about the about page, which is the forgotten page or the forgotten thing. It is. We pay so much attention to all the other, other pieces, but I guess the big pieces is to spend the time writing that really compelling, amazing about page that's selling who you are, what you do and why somebody should work with you. Because when they're checking you out online, they're likely landing on your website and creeping you out as well to see who is this person and, and what are they what are they about. And so make sure that, yeah, you devote the time to, to really crafting that and don't leave that as kind of like a, ah, it's up there, it's good enough, enough to go. Make sure you put the time in, yeah. Totally love it. And you've inspired me to go back and revisit my about page, which was yes. very much a, yeah, that'll do for now. I'll get back to that page a few years ago. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I will need to go and zhuzh my about page, give it some love. Thank you, Catherine, for sharing all of your expertise today. It has been fabulous. There's so many value bombs there. I'll definitely be going back and re-listening to this episode. So uh, thank you so much for sharing. Awesome. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.